Can, can I can't pronounce this word. Concupiscence. So I, I I try to say this word, but concupiscence. That. Wow, I cannot believe that this is the tenth episode of season five of the Business Podcast. This has really flown by. Um, part of that's been it's a really busy season of life right now. I do apologize. There was no vlog on Saturday. I kind of dropped a hint of that in last week's vlog by saying maybe I'll have time to actually vlog after we move. And so we're about a month away from moving. If I have time, I will throw vlogs up um, on that journey to moving. Um, but I wouldn't expect anything on Saturday vlog-wise until... Um, until at least after we've moved. Um, and then timeline of when we're going to start the next segment of the, of the podcast this year is going to be Live the Bible, uh, doing some interviews, hopefully some in person, some online, um, some, some virtual interviews and some in-person interviews is what I mean. Hopefully we'll be doing some of those really soon. Um, and the, the goals for that to be um, here in, in, in April, but that might be closer to May, um, but we'll see. There's just a lot going on right now, and I need to prioritize things correctly in regards to all those things. I do have um, a book recommendation for you. I recently finished uh, this book called Saturate. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, the The subtitle is Being Disciples of Jesus and the Everyday Stuff of Life, and that truly is a great theme of understanding what the book is about. Um, but I think it does a really good job, better than just talking about how we can be disciples of Jesus and making disciples of Jesus in the everyday stuff of life. It also talks about doing ministry, not in isolation, but within community. Um, and so we as believers in community, pursuing Jesus together and, and showing the love of Jesus to people in community. Sometimes we try to do ministry in isolation and try and do it all on our own instead of realizing that we're doing it together as a community as we're fully dependent on Christ. And um, so a really great book. Um, had some great uh, stories of, of what God has done in their lives um, and the church plant. So anyway, really excited about uh, that book. I do highly recommend giving it a try. Um, you can order that on Amazon for about $12. Um, I'm about to check out another one of his books, but that one's $20. So. Colossians chapter 3. This chapter has been sticking out to me so much. Um, here in the past couple weeks, and I wanted to uh, share a part of Colossians chapter 3 with you guys. And I think that I'm also going to be diving into this chapter a little bit here in a, uh, a couple weeks when I teach on uh, communion. And But this is just, just an incredible and powerful chapter, um, and we're going to look about half of it today. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. You just have to gate with these verses right here. 
a few things to, to point out, saying, hey, if you have a new life in, in Christ, if you have experienced Jesus Christ and you believe in Jesus Christ, then you should be seeking those things which are above. You should be setting your affection on the things which are above. Because you're dead. <laughs> the old you is dead. You have a new life in Christ now. And what is that life? Our life is Christ. Verse 4 says Christ who is our life. And the question that I'm asking myself and going through and processing and asking you today, is Christ your life? You're not consumed with worldly things. You're rather focused on heavenly things, the things that Jesus is passionate about, you are passionate about. The way that Jesus lived his life, you're pursuing to live your life. I understand all this is done through the power, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And yes, we're going to fall short and we're going to sin and we're going to fail, but thank goodness we have an advocate with the Father, the Lord Jesus. But as, as we've been changing and transforming, the more that we live as believers, the more we should recognize that Jesus is our life. Does your life reflect that? Does my life reflect that? So in light of that, being as believers, in light of the fact that we um, uh, are going to appear with him in glory, in light of that glorious day, verse 5, mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil, can, can, I can't pronounce this word. Concupiscence. So I, I, I try to say this word, but. Concupiscence. That, which has to do with selfish, um, selfish longing, um, usually sexually, um, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked sometime when ye lived in them. So this is this life reference again. You used to live this way. These things used to be your life and the wrath of God was upon you. But now that Christ is your life, your life has now changed. The things that you're pursuing, you're now pursuing Things that are above. You're not pursuing these things that you used to walk in. But then he goes on in verse 8. But now you also put off all these. All right, you, you used to walk in these things and you've had this growth in your life as you've pursued Jesus. You've walked away from those things. And then as you've been growing closer to Christ and as you have been pursuing him more and understanding that he is your life, you've also been putting away anger and wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. In verse 9, lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his 
deeds and have put on the new man which was renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him so he goes into this next section of saying hey you used to be like this and you god has given you new life and he is your life and and then you've grown in these areas as well you've been putting these things off to the power of of jesus and the power of the holy spirit you've been putting these things off now don't be lying to each other either don't be covering things up that's, that's the old way of thinking. That's the prideful way of thinking. Don't lie to each other. But put on the new man. That our, our knowledge, our way of thinking is being renewed. It's being transformed. He says in verse 11, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond, nor free, but Christ is all and in all. See, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what, what culture that you're in. We're to put on Christ. We're to put on the new man. We are to be pursuing this new way of living in Christ Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy. Is your life marked by mercy? Kindness. Humbleness of mind. Meekness. Long-suffering. Forbearing one another. And forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you're called in one body. And be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do... In word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So it says, as you're putting these things on, this new man, you're, instead, of, instead of having wrath and malice and this filthy communication, instead you have mercy and kindness and humbleness and humbleness of mind and meekness and long-suffering. And then in regards to the community that you are in, your community of believers, that you're going to be very forgiving of one another. And when you quarrel, you're going to forgive each other as Christ has, has forgiven you. And, and you're going to put on love. You're going to put on love the peace of God is going to rule in your hearts as one body. And you thank God for that peace. And you thank God for that oneness and the unity that is there. And you're going to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. And you're going to encourage and admonish and edify one another. And then everything that you do as believers in community, you're going to do it in the name of Jesus. 
giving him all the glory, giving him all the praise. Because it is him that has taken the old man. It is him that has empowered you to put on the new man. It is him that is transforming and molding your life. And as you are encouraging one another in the Lord and resting in the peace of Jesus together, you're going to love your neighbors together. And anything righteous produced in your life You do it in the name and the power of Jesus to his honor and to his glory. Such a powerful section of scripture. This is what our lives are supposed to look like as individual believers and as believers in community together. And as often, I see this so much in scripture. And it's once again here in Colossians 3, where he starts out saying, hey, you have, you've been risen with Christ. And then he talks about getting rid of the old, putting on the new, and here's what you're going to do, and here's how you're going to forgive each other, and you're going to be one body. And it all circles back to Jesus. Jesus started this journey in you. And he's empowering this journey in you. And you're going to give glory to his name. It takes me back to 1 John where it says, if we're abiding in the love of God, we won't hate our brothers. Hey, we might have disagreements. We might have problems. We might have sins and issues and and doctrinal issues that we have to work through. But there should be humility. There should be kindness. There should be long-suffering. And the goal should be to rest in that peace of Jesus. To love those that are around us and to praise his name. We uh, oftentimes are too arrogant and too prideful and too set on our own ways and what we personally want to see. When all we need to see and pursue and acknowledge is Jesus because Jesus is our life. And one day we'll be with him for all eternity. So until that day, mortify therefore your members, which are upon the earth. Put off all these. Put on the new man. Bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering forbearing one another, forgiving one another. And above all these, put on charity, put on love.
continue to read the Bible. Let's live the Bible. Let's truly, passionately pursue Jesus like never before. God is good. God is faithful. He is worthy. Thanks be to God.